Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you will be both encouraged and challenged to step into what God has in store for you. Here's this week's message from our guest speaker. You know, uh, I, this is one of my favorite churches to come in Canada. Actually, I'd say in the world, really. I, I really, I say that truthfully. Uh, I really mean that. I'm not blowing smoke here. I, I really enjoy coming here. And uh, um, it is just an honor to be with you guys and see what God's doing in your midst. I want to show you somebody who was an addition to our family. That is my grandson. Is he awesome? He's got a bit of a mohawk working right now, which is fine. His name is Ethan. He's eight months, and he is just a bundle of joy. We are so happy to have him in our life. All right. Uh, I was going to preach a message, but I felt like the Lord just kind of shift me. And uh, so if you'll give me liberty tonight, I want to just share some thoughts because I, you know, at this stage of my life, one of the things that I get to do is I get to travel the world. It's, it's an awesome thing. We, um, you know, we like to get out of Canada in the winter and go warm. It's wonderful. Uh, but we get to go to very interesting churches. We get to go to small churches of 50 to 100 people, and then we go to churches of literally thousands of people. And uh, I've noticed that there are, there are, like every church is a unique church, and God has a unique grace on that particular church, but there are some churches that God puts a grace on them to do something with greater significance than maybe a church of maybe a couple hundred people. And not, that's not a, a knock on that. It's just that's the sphere. Paul says everyone is given a specific sphere of ministry. And so um, that's in the scriptures. It says some men were captains of 10, 50, 100, and then there were those who were captains of thousands. And there's a grace that comes on an individual, but there's also a grace that comes on a church. And I want to speak to you um, from the scriptures tonight, and we're, going to, we're, we're just kind of going to go through verses, and if you have your Bibles, your phones, you're going to have, uh, we'll, we'll put it up on the screen hopefully, and it's Acts chapter 11, and I'm just going to read about 10 verses, and I'm just going to pull out thoughts from each of those verses, and I want to speak this into your spirit tonight, not just your head, okay? So just tap your head a little bit and say, it's coming in here. Okay, because I wanted to get into your spirit, because it's not about just attending church, it's that God wants to do something significant through your church. How many would agree with that? Amen? Uh, Listen, God is doing things significantly already through your church, but I want to prophesy into your spirit that there are greater days to come. There are greater days to come for gospel mission. Amen? Okay, so let's go there. Acts chapter 11. And uh, is it on the screen? Can we get it on the screen? If not, you got your phones. Acts chapter 11. Uh, In verse uh, 20, it says, But some of them were men from Cyprus uh, and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, would you say Antioch? Uh, That's going to be a very important word to you tonight, because I believe that God wants you guys to be an Antioch church. And I'm going to give you very clear characteristics of what an Antioch church should be and what an Antioch church does. And if you'll embrace it and you'll step into it, you're going to see even a greater grace come on you. And God's going to do greater things in the next 10 years than you could ever imagine that God would do. Okay. Hallelujah. 
Watch this. It says, who, were, uh, who when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. And when he came, and he had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that was, he encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed to Tarsus to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. And in these days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them, named Agabus, showed up and uh, um, stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the earth, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This also. This they also did and sent it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this time. I just so appreciate this church and and, uh, what you're doing here. And we just pray, Lord, just catch the spirit here today. Lord, help every person in here catch the wind of the spirit. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Someone said this. I don't know who who said it. I always uh, probably should write the names of people who said this. I probably will look it up later and find the actual person who quoted this. But listen to what he said. He said, the uh, the moment one definitely commits oneself to a life of faith, then God Almighty moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issue from the decision to take steps of faith, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidences, incidents, meetings, and material assistance, which no man could have dreamt would have come his way. The important point is that you must eventually act, believing that the resources you will need will show up when you need them. It's a good thought. God calls us all to live by faith. And Antioch Church is a very unique church. It's not a church that just, um, you know, just kind of opens its doors and, uh, you know, you just hope and pray that something happens. There's a grace that comes on a particular church, and that grace is a grace for influence. It's a grace that God wants you, like I said last night, to put a difference in your life. He doesn't want to just put it on one or two leaders. He wants to put it into the church that you would be different and influential in every sphere, every mountain, every place, every city, every region that God calls you to. It's a grace. And so in Antioch Church, let me give you a couple, just as we, is the scripture up? Can you get the scripture up? Yeah, just throw it up if you would. Uh, We'll look at verse 20. Now, in verse 20, it said this, that they preached, it says, some of the believers from Cyrus, Cyprus and Cyrene who had come to Antioch in Syria preached to the non-Jews living there, proclaiming the message of, of salvation in the Lord Jesus. Now, listen, you guys know this, you're already doing this, but this has to be in every person. It ha- it's not just in your pastors, it's in every person. And Antioch Church preaches Jesus. Come on, we live Jesus. Our message is Jesus. Come on, can I hear an amen to that? 
I know you're Mennonites, but come on. Just come on, be with me for a minute. Listen, we preach Jesus. And a church has to lift Jesus in your life. You lift Jesus. You want to look like Jesus. Uh, come on. I was telling the interns this week, we, we, we need to think like Jesus, we need to speak like Jesus, and we need to act like Jesus. That's what God wants. And that's the first quality of an Antioch church, is that your mission is to preach Jesus. Come on, we need to lift Jesus up in our cities. We need to lift Jesus up in our, in our workplaces. In the places where we hang out, we need to lift Jesus up. So when people see us, they don't see us, they see Jesus. And that's the first quality. And this church is preaching Jesus. So I want to say amen to that. But listen, let's get it into our spirit. Young people, let's get it into our spirit. Old people, that's me. Old people, come on. Let's get it into our spirit. Look at, we're going to preach Jesus. You know, listen, I'm 57. Just turned 57. January 28th, write that down. Um, but listen, I just turned 57. You know what? I'm more excited about Jesus and doing what I do than I've ever been in all my life. Let's not be cynical. Let's not be these people who just live, oh, I've had enough of, oh, I just want to come to church and just be myself. No, 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 let's get involved. Let's preach Jesus. When someone walks in, let's show them that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what an Antioch church does, number one. Now watch, listen, I read this last night, I think. Listen, let me read it to you again. Romans 1, verse 16 and 17, it says, I refuse, say refuse. refuse. Come on, that's got to be your spirit. I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. Listen to this scripture. Oh, I love this passion translation. It just gets me passionate. It says, for I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved, the Jew first and then people everywhere. This gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe, and it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. This is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through life-giving faith. Listen, the church's mission is to reach the lost. Listen, we need Star Trek anointing. We need to go where no one else has gone before. Come on, we need to believe that God can do miracles in our city, that Jesus can touch souls, that that life-giving power that lives in you, that God wants you to take it to Tim Hortons. Come on, he wants to take it into, into the highways and the byways that your church, this church, would affect this region with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's the first thing. And then watch the second thing. It says, the, and as a result, listen, when you get Jesus as the center of the message and that's your mission, this is what happens. It says, the mighty power of the Lord was with them and they ministered and a large number of people believed and turned their hearts to the Lord. See, Antioch churches, listen to me really carefully, they move in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what sets you guys apart? You're people of the Spirit. I go to churches. They're not as passionate. But God wants you to be passionate. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How many are filled with the Holy Spirit? Come on, He's living in your life. Amen? Come on, that's the difference. 
You see, an Antioch church is marked by certain qualities. It's marked by characteristics. And this church, I want to say this to you. I feel this in my spirit from the day that I got here. This church is an Antioch church. It's a church that God wants to do something very significant with in this nation. Listen, not just this region, but in this nation. Can you believe that? Come on, can I have one yes? yes. Can I, maybe two yeses? Yes. Come on, maybe all of us say yes. yes. Come on, let's believe God for that. Watch this, number three, Antioch churches become places where people of significance hear and want to attach themselves to it. Listen, news of what was happening in Antioch reached the church in Jerusalem so that the apostles sent Barnabas to Antioch as their emissary. In other words, listen, there's something that happens when a church begins to get the favor and the grace of God and Jesus is lifted up and the Holy Spirit is moving. What happens all of a sudden is that people of significance want to come. Now, I've gone to churches, and I've sat in meetings. I've been in meetings where you wouldn't know them, but movie stars are full of the Holy Spirit. Pop stars, TV stars, uh, you name it. Politicians are in the congregation. And I, I, remember, I remember I was in this small group, and I, and, and I go into this group, and I knew right away, okay, this was a different group because they were really good-looking people. <laughs> I mean, they were really, weren't they, honey? They were really good-looking people. I mean, no blemishes. And, and they, you know, they just have a different way. You know, cultural people who are in the culture, they just operate different. They dress different. They're a little bit more chic and cool. And, you know, I'm just this. This is me, right? Like, you know, these guys are dressing. And, uh, you know, I walk into that room, and, and, I, and so we start prophesying to them. And they're just full of the Holy Spirit. They're in the church. They're, you know, at Antioch Church, listen, goes beyond just, uh, just the average group of people, but it actually brings in other people. People start hearing it. Could you believe that maybe actually people would drive distances to come here because there's something that God's doing in here that becomes attractive and people say, hey, I, I, I need God too. Now listen, I have a friend, honestly, who has Justin Bieber in his church. <laughs> who's friends with Justin Bieber who plays hockey with Justin Bieber. And Justin Bieber sits on the row and he takes his notes and he worships God. They don't take pictures. They don't, he's just there and he's growing and he's trying to grow in his faith. What about if someone started sending people, politicians and people, people of significance in your city and then the regions around start coming up here and see, that's what God wants to do. That's what an Antioch church is. Back to my story. So I'm, you know, I, 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 these people want to take a picture with me. So we take selfies together. And then the next day, I'm watching the TV, and I saw the person that wanted to take a selfie with me. <laughs> On TV, I'm like, click. I Instagram her. I said, is this you? She goes, ha ha, yes, it is. <laughs> Now, it's not about, you know, trying to get the movie stars. But listen, it is about 
seeing God raise up some significant people that God wants to bring in. People who you would never think would don the, do- church of, uh, the doors of the church. But because there's a grace, because there's significance, because there's an anointing, because there's power and presence, and Jesus is lifted up, all of a sudden, God wants to do something. Now listen, I can believe that even in Winkler, uh, Winkler Manitoba, I was going to say Winkler, Ontario, Winkler, Manitoba, that God can do that. Okay, let's go to the next one. Is this all right? Antioch churches, watch this. He says, when he got there, he witnessed for himself God's marvelous grace and was enthused and overjoyed. He encouraged the believers to remain faithful and cling to the Lord with passionate hearts. Listen, Antioch churches, one of the marks of an Antioch church are people who are full of grace and they're faithfully passionate for Jesus. It's not just that you love Jesus, you're passionate about it. And there's grace on you. There's a divine anointing. You know, I I like to say grace is this. Grace is God's unmerited favor, right? We don't deserve it, but he puts his grace on us. But also his grace is his divine ability to accomplish his will. And there's something that what happens when God anoints a church to become an Antioch church, that what happens is there's a grace, there's a power, there's authority that you get things done that others wouldn't get done. That God opens doors for you that he wouldn't open for anybody else. It's not that he wouldn't, it's just that he puts a grace on certain people. God brings people in and he brings resources in. Like I said in a minute, when you step in and say, hey, we want to be that. We want to be a church of significance. We want to be a church that will impact the world. We want to be a church that not only impacts our city and the region, but even our nation, that all of a sudden God can begin to do something. There becomes a ripple effect that all of a sudden it's not just uh, you sending money, it's actually you sending people. And then people are coming here because they found a well and then they go out from there. That actually there's something very significant. I know a church in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. It's one of the most liberal uh, um, states in in, uh, America. And this one church has impacted every nation in the world. They have a Bible college that has over, at this point, I think it's like five to 10,000 people. They've been going for 50 years. They've been, they've been released Bible college students all over the world. Maybe God wants to do something here that would be so significant. See, I'm, I'm believing that. I'm just trying to speak into your spirit. I'm trying to get you to believe for bigger things. It's not just the, like maybe God would do something that at the end of 10 years from now, you look back and go, wow, that was amazing. Let's keep moving. Let's keep going further. You see, they're grace-filled. There's, there's an anointing on you. Antioch churches, listen to this. Says, it says, Barnabas was a, a good man, full of the Spirit, and he exuded the life of faith. Because of his ministry, even more crowds of people were brought to the Lord. You know that word good there is this idea. He was good-natured, joyful, happy. He had an upright and honorable spirit. In other words, Antioch churches have leaders who are good people of faith, 
people of the Spirit. They just exude the life of faith. And it's not just your senior pastors or the pastoral staff. But listen, God wants to raise up some people in this church who will be leaders, leaders in every facet of society. And God would want to put faith in you and the Holy Spirit running in your life that you would be community leaders, you would be civic leaders, you would be educational leaders. Come on, you'd be arts and entertainment leaders, you'd be TV leaders, whatever's in your, in your community. Listen, maybe, maybe there's someone in, in, in this building right now that God would put in their spirit that they would be a, a person that would have a vision to revitalize a per- portion of the city and God would put a dream in their heart and all of a sudden that would actually revitalize a portion of the city that maybe isn't, isn't um, you know, needs revitalizing. Let's just say it that way. And, and all of a sudden God begins to bring resources people, situations, and that person begins to transform a section of the city. Maybe there's somebody here who's got an idea that would actually change the course of people's lives in such a way that it would mark them, it would change them, and this whole region would be heard because of that one person who had the idea. They become a leader in that industry. They become a leader. Come on, God wants to do that in this church. I'm not just saying this just because I'm, 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 I'm trying to just give you a message. I, I feel this in my spirit very clearly tonight that God wants to raise up some difference. He wants to raise up some people who will be marked by difference, who will do something with very big significance in their heart. In 1996, a family came to us, and uh, one man, he had a young family. Him and his wife decided... They were going to go to Cambodia. 1990, it was actually 1995, and, and uh, we connected them in 1996. Our church, we began to uh, support them significantly. Um, and our, our philosophy as a church is we don't have like, you know, like 50 missionaries. We try to take maybe four or five missionaries and then give them like 1000 or $1,500 a month and so, because when they're mission field, they don't need to be worrying about money. So we kind of invested in this family, and they had a vision. Their vision was they were going to build a, a resource church, a significant church, and then they were going to plant churches in one family, one family. You know, it's been 24 years, and that one family has raised up a church of 2,500 people in a, in, a, in a country that had less than 1% Christian in that nation. They, they, um, they, they've raised a church that has two campuses, about 25 to 3,000 people, and they are a resource church. They've now produced albums, worship albums, in, in the Khmer language that goes across the nation. They've planted 330 churches with another 60 for this year. And they host a conference that has 5,000 in attendance and then 20,000 goes through Facebook as they're watching it. One family. One family. Faith-filled leaders where grace is on their heart, where they're good people. There's a spirit of holiness that's gripped their heart. See, God's looking to raise up more leaders who will manifest the life of the Spirit. If you're not a leader here today, if you're someone who maybe you might even look at yourself and say, well, you know, I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. Everybody can be a leader. Everybody can be a leader. 
If, you, if you'll let God get a hold of you, you can be raised up as a leader. Isn't that true? Come on, do you believe that? Come on, be Mennonites, say amen. amen. Come on, you can be. I believe it's sitting here. I believe God wants to raise up some leaders. See, I got a couple more. Listen, Antioch churches are equipping and teaching centers. Watch what it says. Barnabas left for Tarsus to find Saul and bring him back. Together, Saul and Barnabas ministered there for a full year, equipping and growing the church and teaching a vast number numbers of converts. Listen, an apostolic Antioch church. This is really what I'm saying is an apostolic Antioch church is an equipping center. Could you believe that God would maybe actually create a equipping center here where people would come and be trained here uh, to be people of significance? Even new believers would come and get trained and get established and their lives would change, their families would change and they would be raised up and maybe one day you would send them out and they would have significance in the other parts of the world. That's what God wants to do. And I'm here to just kind of put that into your spirit. It's not just about coming to church, church. It's that God wants you to be on mission. He wants to give you such a vision that's so big that you need God. You say, God, I need you. Oh, man, God, I need you. We need you, Lord. But God can do it. Listen, it says this in verse uh, Verse 26, it says, And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was there for a whole year. They assembled with the, with the church and taught a great many people. And then it says this, in my version, not this particular one I'm reading in, the, in my notes. It says, And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now listen, one of the marks of an Antioch, an apostolic church is this. Apostolic churches, Antioch churches, helped to establish identity in the hearts of people and God wants you guys to establish people in who they're called to be that we're called and identified as Christians that we're not just people who go to church but we're actually Christians we're people who are marked by Christ we have a new identity we're not broken we're not wounded we're not rejected we sang about it listen we are who he says I am amen and everybody in this building needs to have their identity in Christ amen last one last one actually I've got a few more but I'll just give you this last one okay sorry my notes watch what he says it says in verse 27 says, at that time there were prophets in Jerusalem, uh, and some of them came to Antioch, and one of them was named Agabus, and he stood up in the meeting and prophesied by the Holy Spirit that a severe famine was about to come over Israel. This prophecy was fulfilled. Now, see, Antioch churches are what I will call prophetic centers. They're releasing the power of God. They're shifting atmospheres, and they're speaking into the society at large. I believe God wants to raise you guys up to be a prophetic center where you would begin to shift atmosphere, shift things that would happen, that there would be people when they walk in. All of a sudden, there'd be so many prophetic people in here, they, would get out, they wouldn't get out of this building without a hearing from God. You see, at this stage of my life, I get to go into places and I literally get to go in and shift things. I, I go into situations and I shift things and I just, I, it happens. I, I can't remember if I told you this story, but um, uh, please 
permit me to tell you this story. It's Saturday night, and you're losing an hour anyway. So uh, <laughs> I was in Laos, and I was ministering over this lady. And uh, I, was, I was prophesying about her family, and, and uh, the only thing I knew was that her husband was the first martyr. He'd been killed for his faith. That's all I knew. And, and, and the second thing was that her daughter, three months later, was killed accidentally. And so, you know, this family, this woman's a pastor, and, and I held this bottle of water, and the water said, tiger's head. And the Spirit of the Lord got hold of me, and I said, I'm cutting the tiger's head off. That was pretty aggressive for me, and I said, I'm cutting the tiger's head off. In fact, all opposition is going to cease. In fact, I'm removing them out of the province, says the Lord. And I don't usually say, says the Lord, you know, but I just felt it in my spirit. I felt, mm, I, I'm going after this. And she's crying, and she says, oh, all these things that you prophesied about my family was awesome. She says, I don't know about that tiger's head thing. So I'm flying back through China. I'm stuck in China, and I'm in, the, in, in my hotel, and I get on the Internet, put, put my VPN, and I, I get an email, a text from the missionary, and she goes, hey, remember that tiger's head prophecy? What I didn't tell you was this lady had been in opposition for the last five years. There were two men who were constantly giving her death threats. They were, they were constantly harassing her. This morning, it's Monday morning here, this morning they read in the paper those two men were fired and completely removed from the province. No more opposition. How many know that's a shift? Now listen, God wants to put something in your spirit. He wants to raise up some people who would have the ability to just shift atmospheres, to be able to speak into some things, where there would be people actually, honestly, listen to me really carefully, who would be so desperate to hear God that they would hear there's a church in Winkler, Manitoba, that is hearing God, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come, I'm going to fly in, somehow I'll get here, I'm going to get here, and I'm going to get in a service, because God's going to speak to me. It can happen, and that's what God wants to do with an Antioch church. That's what he wants to do with an apostolic church. He wants you to begin to shift can I give you two more quickly? An Antioch church, listen, an apostolic Antioch church is a generous church. Listen, it's a generous church. This is what it says. It says, so they determined that each believer, according to his or her ability, would give an offering to send as relief to the brothers living in Judea. They set aside the gifts and entrusted the funds to Barnabas and Saul to take the elders. There's something that happens with a, uh, an Antioch church. I've seen it all over the world. There are certain churches that are marked with generosity. It's in their nature. It's in who they are. It's in the fabric of their church. I mean, when, when the call comes for building... I mean, money comes in. When their call comes for an issue, money is there. There's just something about it. God wants to put it. And you know what happens when a church gets generous? The church gets blessed. I found this. I found the Lord say this to me. He said, Gary, if you'll take care of my house, I'll take care of your house. I think that's a biblical principle. And so I want to just say, let's be a church. Come on, let's be a church that is generous. Come on, that when people hear about gospel mission, they say, that church, man, they're generous. 
I just saw a report um, of a church. They have this program of, uh, I guess it's kind of matching medical. Uh, like in the U.S., they have a lot of medical debt. And uh, people are, are, are swamped in medical bills and all this kind of stuff. And there's an organization that um, I guess it's like for every dollar you give, um, it reduces the medical bill by a certain percentage or something like that. I don't know the whole deal. But one church wiped out $50 million of medical debt in their community. It's like they didn't spend that much money. Maybe they gave 500000 or a million dollars or something, but it wiped out $50 million in medical debt. It was just the way the insurance company worked, right? They better to get a dollar than not get anything or something like that. That was the thinking. And so that one church made an impact in their community that will, that will have a ripple effect for years. Listen, that's what an Antioch church does. An Antioch church says, hey, we're going to be generous in everything that we do. We're going to be known as a church that ministers to our community, loves our people, loves this this, uh, region in such a way. Last one. It says in Acts chapter 13, watch this. It says, now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, uh, Simeon, uh, who was called Niger, uh, Lucius of Cyrene, I, I you know those names. I'm not going to read them. Okay. And the, as they minister, that's just time. It's time consuming. Okay. So as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having, then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Now watch this. An apostolic Antioch church is a church that releases people into the nations. It's, it's, a, it's a church planting church. It's a church that says it's not about us. It's about what we can do in the kingdom. Listen, it's a mission into the world. And I believe that God wants to put this on your church, that as you move forward, as you keep moving, that not only will you grow, will you have influence, will you have significance, people will get saved, people will find their identity, people will be moved by the Spirit of God, significant people will come in, but you will be known as a church that will plant churches, that you will, you will release people into their per- purpose, their calling, their gifting, their ministry, that everyone will be blessed, that the nations of the world will be blessed. Come on, one more time, say amen. Amen. I know you're contemplating, I know you're thinking, but listen, I I just feel like in my spirit that every one of you needs to know that God wants to do a significant thing in this building. Well, maybe the next building, because you're building a new building eventually, but it's not the building, right? It's the people. It's the people. How many would say you want to be an Antioch church? You want to be a church that is significant, that, that carries all of these characteristics. You're living in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're, you're embracing what God does. If, you, if that's you, if you say, yes, I want to do that, come on, just stand to your feet right now. Come on, we're going to pray into this. We're going to ask God to shift us. Now, I don't know how he does this. I just know he does this. I, I, I've been privileged, really, to go in some of the greatest churches. One church, uh, to give you an idea, one church, it's a church in Indonesia, 
it's a, they have, they have a, a number of campuses, and um, this one pastor is a businessman, still a pastor. He's been going for 25 years. He has two campuses, reaches about 10,000 people in his city, but he's planted 3,300 churches. 3,300. In Indonesia, one of the Muslim, largest Muslim countries in the world, 3,300 churches. Another church, 16,000 people, 20,000 people, they have over 65 churches. They have a Bible college that has 300 students every year, send them out in all of the world. Another church, 13,000 people, have 600 churches all over the world. Now those are big numbers, but it started with a dream and a desire in a people that would believe God, that God would want to do something significant through them. Do you believe that tonight? Would you just lift your hands? Come on, just everybody lift your hands. We're, we're, we're going to surrender to the Lord. And I don't know what God's going to do in here tonight. I, 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 I don't want to keep you any longer, but I do want to just pray into this. And I, I, I want to pray that God would shift us. And, and sometimes the shift is not thinking about yourself, but it's thinking about what God would want to do in this place. So, Father, tonight, I just thank you for this great church. I thank you for Pastor Claude and Michelin, and, and I thank you for the team, and thank you for the elders, Lord. Thank you for the people that have had a vision to see what God could do. Lord, you want to do even greater things. You want to put on this church that, that call, that Antioch apostolic call, Lord, where significant things would begin to take place. Lord, that this community, this region, this province, and this nation, and then the nations of the world would be transformed. Lord, it wouldn't be just... It wouldn't just be other organizations that we support, but it would be people in the house who would be raised up and be sent out. Lord, that there would be an anointing from this moment, Lord, an anointing. Lord, that there would be such a focus, such a, a, a focus of God in this house that they would be on mission to lift Jesus higher, walk in the Spirit, raise leaders up. Lord, good leaders, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that their impact would be generational, that people would be changed, identities would be formed in a fresh way. I just anoint this congregation tonight. Lord, whatever uh, you've given me, I just release it, a prophetic grace, a prophetic anointing upon the house of God tonight. Lord, this weekend, uh, uh, just an anointing of your goodness and your grace, Lord. Let us never lose sight of what you've called us to be, gospel mission church preaching the gospel on mission to make a difference in not only our lives but in the lives of everyone 
In Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, Amen. Thank you for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more info about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week.